another episode of the anarchist experience episode 411 aka year 8 week 39 uh, coming at you this week as always i am your host mr richie rich along with mc and since this is your regularly scheduled saturday broadcast to find us on clubhouse um the club is the anarchist experience or at me at riches for rich r-i-c-h-e-s number four r-i-c-h and i will hit the little uh, invite button to get you in uh, the room when you know when we do go live. I think it was at the end of last week's show um, when I was closing down the old clubhouse. I tried to create the house, like the I called it like <laughs> the anarchist house. I don't know. Did you get an invite to this thing, MC? It, something popped up. I didn't understand it. So okay, I, I, uh, it failed. I it. <laughs> it failed to set up properly. It's like all right, invite some people, and I did, and then it never moved to the next screen. So I gave up. <laughs> but when i open the clubhouse app to start today's show like there's a little button icon over there for the anarchist house um and i have no idea how it works because i gave up like mid setup the last time so if you if you want to get into the anarchist house figure it out i'm not sure how much more time i'm going to put into it today uh mc if you are in the anarchist house congratulations something fucking worked I- I just pressed the button and it joined. It, it said join the lounge, so I joined the lounge. So I'm now confused. Is it a lounge or is it a house? Oh man, it's probably okay. So I, I again, I don't know how the house works. I think the house. Here, here's my theory. I think the house is like a generic open chat room that isn't necessarily topic specific. So you like you join the house and anybody's in the house at any given time, and you know instead of instead of a room or whatever. I don't know. I'll figure it out at some at some point. I'll figure it out. Um, but again, I, tr- I tried to do it last week and it failed miserably because it just kept saying, invite people, invite people. And I don't know, again, I don't know how many times you got invited. Um, if it only popped up the once, good. Um, but yeah, so little, little janky, little buggy on that. But apparently it's there. So join the Atticus House if you want to do that and we'll f- all figure it out together. Uh, yeah, so that's what's going on. So what's going on with you this week, MC? Um. Well, I got in a, not, not really an argument because I thought it was kind of stupid to argue with artificial intelligence. Okay. Um, Chat but GPT. I did talk, I did talk to thing? the damn thing, but. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. We'll get it's into that. It's kind of interesting. We'll get into that. Let me just, it, because this will be brief, uh, let me just share a little win, a little victory uh, in, in my ever ongoing battle uh, with the state, in this particular case, the state of New Hampshire. Uh, the $50 parking ticket that I previously discussed, uh, got, uh, got withdrawn. So mm. I never got my trial date. I never got to see a judge. Um, I forget the exact terminology. Maybe I can get the folder here and open up what the document actually said. Yeah, there we go. Here we go. Here's the weird thing, right? This is highlighted in the letter that they sent me in the mail. Based on the facts and circumstances of this particular case, the citation has been rescinded. Please make arrangements to collect your cash bond at the ordinance violation office at your earliest convenience. 
and then it said like you know make sure to bring id and then they gave me a copy of theirs and it said make sure to check id you know apparently like and the, the weird thing is like as i the, the lady knows me at this point like it's it's quick to become like a known commodity i guess in these parts because as soon as i approached the window she like jumped up didn't even come to see what I wanted. Immediately, like, went to her boss, got the key to the closet, got the envelope from the closet that had my name on it or my legal name on it, you know, with my $50 cash in it, and just walked it back up to me and said, do you have ID? Like, I do, but you you already know who I am, right? Like, <laughs> you made all this arrangements without first even approaching me because we both know who I am at this point. Um, but again, the weird thing is, you know, based on the evidence or whatever surrounding it, I didn't even get a chance to turn in any evidence, right? The only thing I did up until this point was like put down a cash bond equal to the amount of the ticket in order to get in front of a judge so that I could present my evidence, right? I gave them no facts. I gave them nothing other than, hey, you guys gave me a ticket and I want to see a judge. Um, and that was enough for them to, to rescind the ticket. So... Little victories here and there. Would it have been nice to go in front of the judge? Maybe. Would it have wasted more time? Absolutely. Uh, would it have wasted more of their energy and, and money to do whatever they needed to do to get me in front of the judge? Probably. Um, but that's also partially the point, right? So, you know, it's one of those things like if we all do it, right, maybe we can all get away with it. Um, but at the same time, if we all do it, I don't know if that means that they'll increase the fees or start cracking down and actually taking people to trial and that. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's one of, it's one of those things where in my opinion, um, doing the Lord's work of fighting against the state, uh, surreptitiously and alone can be beneficial, right? Cause why bother me when there's plenty of other people just walking up to the window and paying, right. And they'll take, you know, they will also take the low hanging fruit. So as long as there are people willing to be the low-hanging fruit, um, it's, I think it makes it easier for people like me and people like me uh, to get away with this sort of stuff, right? I, t I talked it over with you know, some of the people in Keene, and their parking ticket's only like 10 bucks, and that doubled over the last couple of years. It used to be 5 bucks, and they're like, give me a trial for this $5 ticket, and they would have it rescinded immediately. You know, I had to wait for a letter. Um, in fact, when I talked to one of them, I was like, oh, I'm surprised they didn't rescind it immediately. Like with us, they just rescind it right away, you know. So I'm like, well, different city, and I'm probably, you know, the only one doing it in Manchester, whereas there's like a handful of you guys doing it out here in Keene. So, again, mm -hmm. little victories. I'm, I'm going to pat myself on the back. Um, and I don't – this wasn't even like a hard, you know, a hard-fought thing. Like when I originally talked to them about it, it was like, oh, when's your, when's your trial at Raymond? Like I'll be there. I'm like, well, you probably – you don't have to come, you know. Like I am going to beg for mercy, right? Because of the extenuating circumstances, uh, I'm not going to play any, you know, sovereign citizen games or legalese with them at this point. Right. Like, you know, there's a time and there's a time and place for that. When I, when I shall stand on principle, dear friend, uh, but this is not one of them. This was like my asshole landlord got in the way, um, and basically caused the ticket. So I wanted to, you know, use that in my defense rather than, you know, play, play games with the, the sovereign movement, which doesn't seem to work like this one, the path to victory on this one seemed to be, you know, leaning on the, the, the threat to tow, um, and the lightness of the snow, as opposed to, you know, purely a purely principled position. So, mm -hmm. so that's what it was, but it's, it's rescinded. I don't have to pay. I don't have to go to court and we're, you know, 
good to go. So you, you said you were talking to chat GPT MC, take it away. Yeah. Um, so my, my favorite subject in the world is, is climate crisis. And so of course I asked, uh, chat GPT about that and, <clears throat> you know, basically just trying to figure out what it's, what it's doing. And, um, it, it basically gives all the same arguments that, that the left would, would give. And it, but it does it so, uh, very, <clears throat> um, uh, how should I say it? Not, uh, better. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it's, it's better to argue. It's better to argue with chat GPT. It has its, its ducks in a row, its facts, you know, lined up already. Um, so it's, it's it's much better to, it's it's a much more intelligent conversation when you have an argument with chat gpt than it is with an actual person interesting um so it i mean it it'll say you know all the basically all the talking points of 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 the the climate crisis people uh but it's getting it from somewhere right and so you can say well like, well why do you think that and it'll say well based on this, this study that's widely cited and, and a whole bunch of other scientists believe this. And so this is, this is where I got the answer. And, uh, and so one of the answers that it gave me was the same bullshit, uh, uh, response about, uh, consensus. Well, the consensus from scientists is, you know, that humans are causing problems and and we should avoid that. Like, okay, but consensus is not science, so what now? And it kind of basically repeated the, the same line again without using the word consensus. Um, so, yeah, it's not, it's not very smart as, as in be able, able to argue because okay. it's, it's not thinking. It's just um, basically coming up with one word at a time and predicting what the next word should be. <laughs> um, but uh, it it's it's so much more clear, okay, to to talk to than than a person, and so you can you can find out uh, exactly what what it's what it's not thinking. Right. Where, they're, you know, they're not. It's Chat GPT's not dodging the question, basically. Well, it kind of did, but Does it? okay, uh, it's uh, but it's but it's more clear about what it's doing to me anyway. All right. And so it's, it's, it's not being sneaky. It's, 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 it's pulling its information from somewhere and it it will tell you about, you know, where it's pulling it from. Okay. While Um, talking to chat GPT, did you talk to Dan? I did not. Um, yeah, I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't interested in, in fooling it or trying to get it to be more honest. Um, I'm sh- maybe, maybe it is programmed to, uh, be a climate crisis, uh, freak, but I, I don't know that. <laughs> okay. You know, so, uh, I don't know. What do you think Dan would say? Well, I don't, I just think, I don't know. I, you know, I've, I've, I've not played with it. Uh, I've only read other people's experiences with it. And it seems it's one of those things where, again, it's not AI, it's it's right. drawing its information from somewhere, and that information stops at like twenty twenty one. 
right? That's what I know. It's whatever, whatever information was entered into the database, ceased at 2021. Um, and the best description I've heard of it, I forget which podcast, uh, was talking about this. It said, it's like, it's not AI. Uh, it's a really good human BS device, right? It's really good at stringing together words that sound like something humans would say, but it has no bearing uh, and no no uh, programming for those words to be the truth in some form or fashion. And so if it gets it wrong, you can correct it, um, and then it will start saying what you said, right? Like it, it quote-unquote, learns the new information from you, um, and so that means but, it, it's but, life but from manipulation. The, but not in the case of uh, when you talk to it about climate change. So maybe it was programmed to uh, defeat my... Uh, giving it new knowledge. Yeah, maybe. Um, and so the next thing I'm going to ask, I haven't asked it yet. Um, uh, no, I forget what it was again. <laughs> so there, there's a paper that it was quoting from, uh, which was made in 2005. And it's like, well, yeah, okay, that one's been quoted a lot because right. it's old and it's and it's out there and it's people just keep referring to it. Um. But a lot has happened in 15, almost 20 years. Right. Um, so it doesn't have the updated new information necessarily, or well, it was omitted. Well, well it should, um, but it... Not if it has it an was, agenda. But it was just trying to give me an answer, and and so that one seems to still fit in, you know, in its mind or whatever. All right. Um, and so what one of the things it was talking about was, you know ocean temperatures increasing the acidity of the ocean and i was like bs where did you get that from and i said okay well there's this 2005 paper so first thing i think is well okay well that's that's a long time ago we have updated information maybe it should be updated but it's probably hard to find scientific papers that that call bullshit on that because the establishment the the science the 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 zealots in, in, in science um, don't want people to know. And so if nothing has changed since then, uh, there won't be a paper saying, oh, yeah, nothing happened. Right. The, the status quo is still, the oceans are acidifying. Um, so, I did, so I was thinking about this a lot, and, uh, and even in the paper, I th- actually, I'm not sure if it's in the paper, but there's another paper later from like 2011 that I saw that that basically does say, well, there's a lot of uncertainty about, you know, how acidic the ocean is going to get. And, and there's one really interesting fact about the oceans that, uh, and CO2, in fact, um, as the oceans warm, they hold less CO2. Okay. So if it's going to hold less CO2, it's not going to gain acidity from absorbing too much CO2. Um, you know, from from the atmosphere. So there is it self-regulates, kind of a, sort it's, of. It, there's yeah, sort of. There there's equilibrium. Um, so the only way that the oceans are going to get more acidic is if there's more CO two in the atmosphere, and the temperature cools. And so, in in Alaska, we're actually seeing um, some. Th- th- there's this very delicate uh, shelled fish in. Uh, near near Alaska, crustacean or whatever is floating around. Um, it has a very thin shell, and if it, if the 
if the water gets a little bit more acidic than it, than it is now, um, it can't survive. Its, its shell will dissolve. And so they're, they, in 2005, they even saw evidence of, of these creatures, you know, ha, you know, having trouble surviving. And these, these fish are, you know, food for other animals too. So that's why they say, oh, it's, it's a crisis. If this animal goes away, I'm like, I don't know. It seems kind of like a very delicate thing that just is barely surviving anyway. <laughs> you know, right. if, if that little bit of uh, acidity makes a big difference to it, then, well, you know, it. <laughs> It's on its way out. It's, it's it's a miracle. It's alive anyway. You know? well, and <laughs> so the anti the anti well the dumb people. I don't want to say anti science. The dumb people say shit like that about the Earth too, right? Like, did you know that if the Earth rotated like ten feet closer to the sun, we'd all burn up? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, and it, and obviously the natural variability of the Earth uh, changes way more than ten feet. I mean, right. So it's clearly so, bunk. Yeah. Anyway. So the, there's these these animals uh, that they're worried about, and if we do see them have a die off, what it actually means is the the temperature is actually cooling in that region, because if we get more CO two in the atmosphere, in order to get the oceans to absorb it, the the planet has to or the oceans have to cool. Okay. Um, so in in a roundabout way, it's uh, the opposite of you know, what they want us to believe. And uh, so CO, you know, is, is the planet warming or not? And so if it's, if it's warming, then there's no problem. If it's cooling, then there is a problem. Um, Tony Heller just made a video about the temperatures in, in Wyoming for the last uh, century. So, you know, century. Yeah. Okay. A uh, hundred years. Yep. That's a century. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so uh, it actually, the temperature has slightly cooled if, if you're talking, you know, averages and stuff like right. that. Um, the temperature's pretty chaotic anyway. I mean, if you look at it, it doesn't, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. You know, sometimes it's warm, sometimes it's cold. And, um, but the key thing to point out is that it's not following CO2. And, and even if you do that for the whole country, for the whole U.S., which we have very good records for. Right. Um, it's... It's not uh, it's not hotter than it was before, um, and so when when they say oh the, the planet is warming, you have to ask well since when, yeah. and the cherry pickers will will start the the time scale out around the time I was born, nineteen seventies, when it was the coldest uh, on record you know for for my lifetime. And so, yeah, it has warmed since the 70s, and we put a whole bunch of CO2 in the atmosphere. Right. Well, that, uh, but- that might be their argument, right? Like, that was part of an industrial age, right, leading up to that. Sure. Where but machines the- and mechanisms and factories and plants and all that started to be, you know, started to catch up. Sure. Go ahead. And But it was warmer before that. So it was it was warm in the twenties and thirties, and then it got cold right. uh, after that, and then it got warm again. You know? Right. So it's not, there's no correlation with with CO two. You know, it, CO. You know the the planet. Uh, why the planet cools is more interesting than than why it warms. Well, and and I guess from their perspective, they're I don't know if they're dis. I don't want to sound like I'm defending them because I I hate those sure. people too. Um, but there are natural reasons why the earth will warm and cool 
mm-hmm. right? And they the suggestion is that this particular warming is man-made and therefore unnatural, right? Like it's because sure. of things that our humans are doing that we are throwing the natural balance of heating and cooling out of whack. Yeah. And so my question is like, what is the correct temperature of the earth? And why do you think the cold of the seventies was better than the warm of now? Um, you know, in the last and why the cold years, of the seventies was better than the warm of the fifties and sixties or thirties or whatever preceding it. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And, and so the, the planet is more lush right now. There's more green and there's more, uh, uh, easy, it's easier to sit, sustain life on earth with more CO2. And that's the way I prefer to keep it. Yeah. Um, well, and, and the environmentalists of the seventies or whatever, were probably the ones predicting the coming ice age, right? Like well, we have to get more CO2 into the atmosphere. When, when I grew up, it was my, my first, uh, interaction with the, the activist types, you know, the, the, the hippies, the green, the greenies. Um, the, so when I grew up, it was save the forests. Don't use paper. We're going right. to run out of trees. Yeah. And, and that was like, that was the big panic then. And, yeah. you know, I was a kid, so I was like, this obviously isn't my responsibility. I'm just a kid doing yes. math on paper. Um, it doesn't matter how much paper I use. You're, if you're it's that big a deal. Somebody will make me stop, you know, like it's, you're slightly <laughs> older than me, but I was asked at the grocery store in my lifetime, paper or plastic. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they went away from paper because paper was killing the forests, right? Only use this petroleum byproduct, plastic bags. <laughs> Which I think is actually better. I think it's probably better. And you might be right. Okay. But now they don't even want to use that, right? Like now it's, now it's back, to paper. back to paper or something else entirely. Now you, and now you have to use paper straws. <laughs> right. Because the, the, the plastic petroleum byproduct straws are no yeah. good for the environment now. And that's the thing. Trees are renewable. And we have more trees than ever. <laughs> you know? And in, in, a, in, in a market, right, the, not only are the trees renewable, but they're, they're planted in cycles. Sure. Right? Someone was, someone was uh, telling me, and again, I don't, I don't hold true to these facts, but it's, you know, anecdotally interesting, right? Like the, the life cycle of a Christmas tree is like seven to eight years, mm-hmm. right? So you, you plant a Christmas tree and you, you don't get to harvest that for seven to eight years. Well, which means they're planting new trees every year, right? Mm-hmm. Because they need to be ready for that harvest seven, eight years out, right? And because there's a you know, the profit mode of monetary incentive to keep the supply of Christmas trees going, because people love Christmas, right? Then people plant those types of trees and they let them grow and they cut them and you know and they do whatever. And while while they're in the growth, you know, the, the growing phase. Right, they're contributing to the planet all the things that you know natural trees or whatever contribute to the planet with absorbing the absorbing the CO two and spitting out oxygen for us puny humans to breathe, right? But there's there's an incentive to keep those things alive, even if it's even if you don't like knowing that it's a profit motive, right? Mm-hmm. Same endangered species, right? That that little animal at the bottom of the sea or whatever is you know dying because the temperature fluctuates too much, you know. If they were allowed to be, you know, kept as pets or farmed or useful in any way, right, then humans would find a way to keep them alive and in abundance, which is also why anecdotally, right, I'm not a big fan of the endangered species list. Like, fuck them. They fail to survive. Let them die, right? <laughs> something something well, else will fill its place. 
Yeah. So the <laughs> argument is that if when those things die, then uh, you know other things that 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 live off of them uh, will will have a harder time surviving too. Sure. Um, but uh, my my point is, but is such the natural, is the natural order of things. But, well, the natural variability of the, the climate in Alaska and and food sources and and types of animals uh, is, is within that range anyway. I mean, the, um, the the planet has gone through many cycles of CO two, uh, much higher than this, and even lower and much lower than this, and. As far as I can tell, the times when the planet was in peril the most was when CO2 was at its lowest. And it was cold. And it was cold, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think we're avoiding a dis- more of a disaster by putting the CO2 back where it, it should be, back in the atmosphere, because uh, that helps humans out the most. Um, yeah, so a lot, a lot of people are afraid of just change, no matter what it is, and yeah, that's and, also normal and, to the human condition. And and I hear them. It's like, yeah, things are changing. You know, some species will die off. Some of them will evolve. Um, some of them will, will think died off, and they actually didn't. They keep finding all the time species yeah. that. Uh, oh look, it didn't die off. They're, they're still there. Um, or finding new so, species. Yeah, we're finding new ones. Yeah, yeah. it's it's a. Uh, it's it's a big planet, and uh, I don't I don't think we're quite there yet as far as uh, you know being able to destroy it, uh, destroy the planet. So, uh, well, environmentally, maybe right. There's you know wait wait till we get to eleven billion, like Elon Musk uh, suggests that that the planet could easily with, uh, sustain. At this moment, and uh, and and then we'll you know we can always go back to that question again. Okay, but, I was thinking the more problem, of the nuclear options still on the table between Russia, United States, Ukraine. Oh, right? we can talk about that too. <laughs> I, I we don't we we can get into it. I want to stay I want to stay on the environmental topic a little bit longer, but we definitely have the capability of destroying the fucking planet. Like in three seconds, of Joe fucking Biden has a brain fart. Yeah, yeah, and I also think the the planet could shake us off on its own too. Um, you know, or just, I mean, just, uh, nature, you know, right. either through an, you know, an asteroid or, uh, you know, a, a, a sun flare or, yeah. uh, but, the, or even, but the nuclear option puts the, puts the recovery of the earth on a trajectory that's not going to be seen by humans. Is that fair? Like, are you sure? I mean, there's, there's okay. a lot of things that, that could wipe out humans though. So no, but I'm talking about like the, the, the nuclear option makes most of the earth unhabitable for the vast majority of species. Mm-hmm. And it would take an inordinate amount of time for the earth to recover to a point where any of those species evolve into anything of what yeah, we see today. But okay. to the planet, okay. what, what's another million years? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, I agree. Yes. The, the planet doesn't actually care. I the mean, planet it, you doesn't, know? you're right. You're right. <laughs> but like if the, if the humans blow up the planet, right, it's going to be like a million fucking years before it's inhabitable again by anything useful. And, and, and maybe, uh, in a billion years, um, it will never have uh, seen you know something that resembles intelligence ever again. You know we don't right. know, right? Um, but uh, yeah, we. You know, the, the, mm, yeah, Pro- probably humans are its greatest are, are humans' greatest enemies. You know we we are our, our own biggest problem, but 
um, we're not the only problem. So, right. Uh, but in being the biggest, the biggest threat to ourselves, um, if not through natural human behavior and climate change, um, we are definitely the biggest threat to life on the planet as we know it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I want to kind of get back and get into the Ukraine thing. Um, okay. Joe, Joe Rogan had somebody on and they had, a, you know, the 15 second or two minute clip or whatever of this guy saying that, well, we have to stop Russia, Ukraine, because if, if Russia goes into Poland, then we'll have a nuclear war. Okay. And I was like, that's the stupidest thing I've heard all day. <laughs> well, again, I, I, I don't know if I shared it on this show or just shared it with you or whomever, right? You know, my, my boss, uh, bless his heart, right, is, of the, is also of the opinion that Russia needs to be stopped there because who knows how far they'll expand if they continue, right? Like, uh, <laughs> right, wait, so they have no idea. fight them what, there so we don't have to fight them here. They have no idea what the war is about. And, Clearly and not. That's, and that's sad. And so, you know, to those people, what the war is about is about NATO and NATO expansion and NATO trying to get Ukraine on board. That's what it's about. It has nothing to do with Russia needing to expand. Right. Russia is where it is. They just want to keep NATO a little bit far away from them. That's all they want. Um, and so either by taking Ukraine or uh, pretending to take Ukraine just so they can get a deal to keep NATO out, um, that's that's what they're going to do. So, um, you know, we and, and I keep saying this, you know, we we could end the world world by uh, uh, by antagonizing threatening Russia basically right um, if, if they if they view it as the end of the world if they lose Ukraine then well how can you argue with that that's so the, that mutually the, assured the destru- uh, mutually assured <laughs> destruction clause right and it, don't and fucking in, do it and to put that in perspective what would we do if Russia put a base on Cuba. That would be the end of it. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they left. And so that's what we should do. We should leave Ukraine. Yeah. But, and but save the world. Talking, talking with my boss is, uh, is, uh, what's the, what's the term I'm looking for? A futile effort, right? Like he, he's not going to move in his opinion and sure. he is, and he is admitted that he is not interested in um he is not interested in other perspectives per se right mm-hmm. so the only the, i'll be honest the only real reason to engage in these discussions right is he comes and bothers me uh while i'm working and then i don't have to work for as long as i can keep his mind occupied on <laughs> politics yeah. you know yeah yeah it's like oh look, yeah, look at the time it's time to go home i'll, I'll <laughs> see you tomorrow i'll pick up where i left off in the morning you know <laughs> Uh, yeah. But he, is, he has said, you know, he has another friend or a roommate or whatever that he talks to and they are, you know, like on opposing sides. And he's like, and every time we have this discussion, like when we're done talking, he will inundate me with sources. Like he'll send me articles and whatever to read up on the subject. Like, I don't want to read up on this. Mm-hmm. Like, well, then you're not, you're not being open to anything your roommate's saying, right? Like he was, he was, um, lamenting over you know worker pay and whatnot and workers not wanting to work and he he brought me up as an example i can get into that if we need to but 
you know, I said, well, you know what would really help worker pay? You know, fucking sound money, <laughs> right? Like, I'm, I'm hyper aware of what they're doing to the dollar, you know? And he's like, well, what do, you, what do you mean, like, sound money? And I go, like, well, something that doesn't, you know, something not, not inflationary, but not inflationary to the point where they can increment numbers into the computer system, you know? He's like, what, like, go back to gold? I'm like, yeah, that would be a good start. <laughs> and he immediately like Google's uh, inflation rate in the 1930s. When he's like, look, 1%, 2%, 18%, negative 10%, negative 3%, negative 4%, negative 10%. Gold's not stable. <laughs> you know, and so, and like to him, that's enough evidence, you know, to quash the whole idea of sound money and just stick with the inflationary bullshit we got um, and blame and blame workers for not wanting to work. Yeah, and and there's uh, a false idea that that stable is the number one reason to to have money, um, and it's not. It's it's about the you know is is it moral and just and uh, fair and um is is somebody ripping you off? And so, well, okay, I like here, but but I do think stable is important because stable allows you con- to consider long-term planning, right? Like the, the, the reason it's difficult for people to save or to invest in infrastructure um, is because you don't know how, it's, how much it's going to be worth later, right? If I, if I try to say, you know, there's a, it's a funny commercial, and I think it's like, you know, in the Philippines or whatever. And, and yet there is a lot of risk-taking going on uh, and and a, a booming economy when we the last time we had a gold standard, yeah, which is fine, but but when you but when you have the gold standard, there's there's more stability than there is now, right? If if you're able to if you're able to like hold gold or own gold, you know, prior to the confiscation, right? You can rest assured that ten years from now, if you've got you know ten ounces of gold or whatever or, you know, a hundred ounces of gold that you've saved up, that it's still a hundred ounces of gold. And it would, and the, and the value would be relatively similar to what it is today. You wouldn't lose, you wouldn't necessarily lose value, uh, by saving up for something larger. Right. And the, the commercial that I was referencing was like, you know, in the Philippines, or whatever, it just shows this kid and he wants to buy this boat or whatever. And it's in the shop and it's like, you know, a hundred pesos or whatever for the boat. And it shows him like saving up in his piggy bank. And have you seen this one? He's saving up in his piggy bank. Like every day he looks at the bow and every day he drops a few other coins into the piggy bank. And finally he saves up like a hundred pesos in his piggy bank and he carries the piggy bank down to the store. And right as he approaches the store, the shopkeeper changes the price on the boat to 110. Yeah. And it was a commercial for a bank, right? Like, no, no, no. Put your money with us and let the interest grow. Right. Mm -hmm. But even that doesn't keep up with inflation. So you, you have to be more risky if you want to stay above it. Most people, in my opinion, won't do that and therefore just lose the value of their money. But in, in, in talking with my boss, so like, um, just so you know, um, I, I used to have a second job uh, cleaning banks every day. You were aware of this, correct, MC? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I quit that this week because I got tired of, you know, the bank shit, always bitching always complaining about the quality of my workmanship. And I said, fine, effectively, immediately I quit that bank. And if you, you know, if that means I have to quit both banks, then so be it. 
you know, I'm fine with that. And so, you know, they said, well, turn in your keys then. I'm like, all right, fucking turn in my keys. And so I went to the boss of my regular job and I said, hey, uh, how much of a raise do you think you can get me? He's like, I don't know. What do you think? I'm like, well, just so you know, right? Like I quit my second job yesterday. Like I turned in my Mm. keys. I'm turning in my keys today. Um, and I have not filled that time yet, but I will going, I'm going to, right? Like I'm going to find something to do in the evenings. Um, but if you can, you know, if you, and I, I calculated out, like if you can get me a $4 and 50 cent raise, which I know is, you know, astronomical based on the owner owner's proclivities, right. Then I will not fill that time. Right. And then he goes, well, well, what do you mean? I go, well, you've wanted me to work, you know, the, the, you know, work until eight at night. Right. And now I'm able to do so, you know? And so like a little bit later in the day, he's like, he comes in, he's like, so you said you're able to work the, you know, the night. So why don't you just come in, you know, on the nights, uh, you know, uh, that we're doing training, like, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever. Like, well, hold on a minute. That was contingent, right. Upon (laughs) the race, you know, no raisey, no availability, you know? Yeah. And so when we were talking about like the people don't want to work, he's like, well, even you won't work late unless we pay you more. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's called a negotiation boss. You know, like you want something from me. I want something from you. I'm not going to give you what you want for free. That's just fucking silly. You know, my, my offer was like, I'm not going to get a part-time job, right? If you pay me more, which means I'm available for you at night. You know, he's like, oh, I thought you meant you were available to me at night before you got your new part-time job. I'm like, no, why, why would I do that? Like my nighttime is valuable. It costs you this much more to get it, to, to buy it from me, you know? Like, yep. And, but it was, you know, odd, odd that again, he tried to put like the, the kids these days don't want to work, uh, BS on me. Cause I was negotiating, you know? I came to the table with something they wanted. They came to the table, you know, and uh, I don't think he listens to the podcast, so I don't mind sharing this here. Uh, I interviewed yesterday with my old job, um, not the old company, but the the job that I, I that they didn't want me for because they kept posting it. So I get the phone interview with the girl, and she goes, "Well, you know, we've we've spoken before, and not much has changed on our end, you know. So I don't know, you know, what's going on." I'm like, "Well, here's the thing." Right. Like I've applied for my, I've applied for the position a number of times because you guys, you know, as far as I can tell, you guys have, you know, have posted the job ad at least twice since I left in like the past four months. Right. So you're having trouble keeping people. I was there for four years. Right. Not only that, I checked the reviews for your new site that went up and you guys are like at 1.6 stars and I had that place over four and a half in my tenure there, (laughs) you know? So it's like, well, I have to talk to the, you know, the district manager, um, and I'll have to look into them. Like, well, you can look into it. Like, look at it right now. Just Google your own site. You know, I checked it right before we had this conversation to make sure that I wasn't speaking any untruths. It's like 1.6 stars, you know? And so she's like, well, okay, we, you know, I'll, I'll talk to the district manager and, and get back to you, you know? And so we both, we all know that they're not going to call me back. Right. But it was my way of like niggling at them a little bit to tell them like you fucked this up and I'm still watching you fuck this up. And if you want me to fix it, it's going to cost you a little bit more because the reason you didn't want me is because I asked for more money and clearly you guys are struggling paying people shit. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, it's, it's, it's weird. Uh, 
the the bureaucrats, you know, they they they, they only want to hear what they want to hear, you know. So. Right. Um, let's go back to the environmental thing because this was a I'm of I'm of two minds about this, but you're familiar with the like the train wreck, the uh, the, the chemical spill or whatever in Ohio. Oh yeah. Are you paying a little like, bit? Okay. I, I'm not following it really close, but it's it's hard to avoid because of the the stuff that I follow. So. Okay. Do you perceive it as an environmental threat? I like in I your general understanding. I am on the I don't know. Okay. I I do think there there. Well, I know there's been lots of. Uh, uh, farm animals and pets and you know other things that have died okay um, that's worrying and there's people that have in, inhaled that stuff and yeah um, and there's a plume you know, of it like still in the atmosphere just yeah. fucking floating around ohio and moving towards new york or whatever yeah so i okay. i will say i don't know um what what i heard the last thing i heard that they, they intentionally set it on fire so they wouldn't have to clean it up Okay, so the, the one we we read an article about it on Free Talk Live, and it's we, it's a weird thing to set on fire because it like the chemical that they were talking about in this one particular article. And I can probably pull it up if I had to. Um, says that it the the chemical boils at like eight degrees Fahrenheit. Okay, so at freezing, right? The this particular thing boils. So if you set it on if you set it on fire. It, number one, it's not going to take a high a high temperature to set it on fire, and number two, it's not going to burn at you know a temperature that's going to be damaging to much around it. I guess would be my you know non scientific you know muggle level understanding of how you set a chemical on fire that boils at eight degrees Fahrenheit. Okay, um, but more importantly, in my opinion, like so you got you got the left. Right, who's all the the environmental, you know, individuals and save the planet and go green and all this other stuff, right? And then you have the Biden administration uh, recently declining FEMA support for the people of Ohio and the and the cleanup, hmm. right? And so I I I think to myself, right? I go like, okay, as a libertarian and an anarchist. Like I don't want government support or government money or anything going to things such as this, right? Like FEMA should be shut the fuck down and not exist as an organization because it's not the rest of the country's yeah. role. Well, they might as, might as well be shut down. <laughs> might as well be. Okay. <laughs> They're not doing anything. <laughs> and then the report comes out from, you know, the FEMA, uh, from the Biden administration that basically says the reason FEMA support was denied is that FEMA... Uh, is not the is is not capable of handling a disaster of this magnitude or something to that effect hmm. right and so again my thinking goes like okay good so fema should be shut down but you know if i'm going to play devil's advocate to myself as i'm thinking this through right we have a federal government right the federal government gives itself certain mandates and the organization that it is deemed responsible for emergency management, right, at the federal level is FEMA. That's the thing. Federal Emergency Management, whatever, uh, association, or I don't know what the, the A stands for, but Federal Emergency Management Agency, Federal Emergency Management Agency. And so the, you have this, what even the left, 
would likely see as an environmental emergency, right? Even even if it's not true, right? There's a big black fucking cloud, um, and you know, and this plume that's just floating across the country, along with getting into the water supply and killing wildlife, right? Like surface level evidence seems to support that this is an environmental disaster of some kind, right? Whether that's true or not, or, you know, if you're still in the fence, MC, fine. I don't care. Um, but the left should. And so to deny, to deny, to deny FEMA support, right. On those grounds seems, you know, uh, fallacious, but also seems political, right? Cause it's a, it's a, it's a Republican governor asking for it. And it's a private company, you know, who's, who failed, uh, to, who failed to secure their brake systems because Trump removed, uh, the, the regulations, right? Uh, so it's a private company only after profit skirting government regulations under the watchful eye of a Republican governor. And so the federal gives them the finger, right? Like we're not going to help you not because it's not an emergency, but because there's, there's too much that we can blame on the Republicans, uh, for the crisis. Mm. Okay, and that's that's like my general perspective on it now, right? Because again, if you if you're gonna have FEMA, this is the type of shit that FEMA's supposed to be taking care of, right? I I will listen to the argument all day uh, to to get FEMA out to to banish FEMA to remove them for whatever, um, but as as long as they're going to be there, you know, this is this is what they're supposed to handle. Mm. I don't know, I, I is. I know so little about it, about what the actual, uh, what FEMA could actually do about it. Well, emergency aid so. for the, for, for the people in the area for one, right? Okay. The, the, like the, the general area surrounding the plume, in my opinion, should be evacuated, right? Either vo- it should be voluntarily evacuated, number one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But then where do those people go, Right. Like in the absence of FEMA, there might be some charities willing to take in some refugees from the surrounding states, right? Food, shelter, you know, helping you get back on your feet while while your house is now in a disaster area and the value has plummeted to virtually zero because there's no useful because <laughs> all these chemicals have seeped into the land, right? Like ab- absent charity, right? those people should be helped in some way. And if they're going, if there's going to be a government agency set up to do so that they have paid their taxes into, right. Giving them a bunk bed and a hot meal, right. Should be on the table somewhere. Otherwise just abolish it, right. Abolish it. Give us our fucking money back. Um, and let, let, let the private charities handle it. Yeah. That's okay. that's what I'm I'm for. <laughs> I, again, I'm also for it, right? Like I'm not yeah. I'm not against it, but it also seemed like a political response, not an actual environmental response. Like if this happened in California or Delaware, right, or Oregon or New York, right? I think yeah, I, FEMA would be all over it. I, I I think you could be right. I I just I really don't know, so I'll, I'll just uh, assume that's the case. But all right. Um, I, yeah, I'd ha- I'll, I'll just have to wait to see how it uh, plays out. Um, but uh, it, 
I, I haven't really seen the Biden administration do anything right. So, <laughs> I, so this is I'm not surprising at all the, either. Yeah, I'm still so, I'm still waiting for them to do any you know one one thing right, and and uh, haven't seen it yet. All right. Well, that's all. That's all I had on the environmental thing. I was, I, you know, you pay closer attention to environmental things than I do. Um, generally, I wish we had some some Democrats on to to tell me what Biden has done that was a good thing. Besides, uh, was it uh, DIE diversity diversity uh, equity? What's the other one? <laughs> I have no idea. Did, <laughs> inclusivity. Did, Inclu- yeah, diversity, inclusivity, equity, just die stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's what it's called is die. Um, th- that's their focus, as far as I could tell, and it's just so weird because, uh, you know, Biden of twenty years ago wouldn't have cared about any of that stuff, and now, and now he's just the puppet. So, <laughs> well, twenty years ago, he didn't want to put it. He didn't want like racial integration because he didn't want his kids <laughs> yeah. growing up in a racial jungle of whatever his quote I was. I know. It's it's just so weird. <laughs> it's like uh well, yeah, I, I don't think he ever had a brain, but if he had one it got replaced. Well, okay. I mean I think well, okay. How do I wanna how do I wanna breach broach this? I think it was you that shared a video with me several, several months ago about Biden, you know, early in his career, basically basically admitting that politics is corrupt. And the best oh, way yeah. to get him to vote your way is to bribe him. Yeah. Right. Like he, he's, he said the quiet part out loud at the beginning of his career and no one said anything. No one like latched onto that at all. Yeah. And he, but he's also lied about every, everything else, everything in his life, you know, regarding his, his college experience, his yeah. grades, you know, and it doesn't matter. He's lied about it. That is true. Hard to keep it straight. When you don't, when you don't even know like your the true origin story of your own life, yeah. <laughs> Back in my day, when I was in the coal mines in Philadelphia or Scranton, Pennsylvania, it's like, dude, you were never in the coal mines. That's okay. They just want to hear me say that I'm one of them. And they used to rub my legs, and my hairs would stand up. <laughs> yeah, I, I, okay. So that's. That's one that I had to walk back, right? Because <laughs> I wasn't paying very close attention at that time. And so when I, when I heard that and people were talking about it, I said, like, it's politics. That has to have been taken out of context of some kind, right? There's no way. He's like, oh, no, Rich, we'll play you the full clip right now. And I went, all right. And I went, God damn it. That, there was, that was it. He just, he just went out and said it. So. <laughs> And then off the rails we go from there as far as gaff after gaff after gaff. And we'll see. Yeah, we live in a clown world and, um, and, we're, and, and people are paying for it. Yeah. And again, going back you know, briefly to the, the people don't want to work thing, um, I didn't read the full article on it, but there was, you know, there was someone that said uh, or someone posted something, some influence or whatever, that if you're not making you know, $25 an hour in America right now, you should be scared. And I was like, yeah, that sounds about right, you know? Mm. Yeah, like I agree. Yeah, I mean, that's just just to cover your basis on, on inflation and be able to afford basic necessities going into the future, right? That you, you, If you're not there yet, you should be working towards that. Um, and that's, again, not that we're suggesting that be a minimum wage of any kind, just that 
hey, that's the new number to hit, you know? Yeah, the uh, the most popular uh, thing that that kids want to to be when when they when they grow up is is now an environmentalist or or climate scientist, and that's it's just so silly because what they're actually saying is, I want to be a climate activist because being a, a racial activist doesn't sound that interesting anymore. I guess. Yeah. Well. Yeah. But, and and uh, you know and maybe there maybe there's money in that in the future, but there's generally no money in activism, right? It's passion projects unless you oh, but start. The, the but there is there is in climate science because sure, if you if you say what the government wants you to say or or what the establishment I should say wants you to say, uh, they pay you for it. Yeah, well then you're not an activist, right? Oh, you you're, can be both. You can get you get you get paid to uh, shame oil companies and uh, lobby for carbon taxes and uh, come up with a study after study that says that humans are bad. Yeah. You get your friends to do it and you get the kids to do it. You get everybody to do it. And then when the price of gas and oil uh, based products and which is basically everything because everything needs transportation. When, right. when the prices go up, you go, Oh, we're not getting paid enough. And then you get, get a raise from the government. So everybody eventually uh, works for the government um, and that's what, to me, the U.S. is. It's just a big cash grab now. Everybody's just uh, trying to figure out how they can get those those dollars from from the government. And and uh, well, then again, we got to figure out a way to grab that cash too. Yeah, like just get, be a get climate activist. Back. Just be a climate activist. You know, document everything that you're doing. And so after you retire, you can say, "Yeah, it was all bullshit. I was just saying it to get the money." <laughs> that's. That'll give me some thought because here's the thing, right? Like if you don't, you know, if you can get in that system as an anarchist, mm-hmm. as a libertarian, whatever, mm-hmm. um, get your money back out of that system and monkey wrench it so that even if you don't think it's going to come to fruition, uh, if you're actively preventing it from coming to fruition, right, then it's a double whammy. Now you're getting paid to sabotage their own system. Um, well, you couldn't, you can't sabotage it. You'll get caught, I think eventually, but, um, there, there are scientists, basically all of them, that, that have sold out that, you know, they, they collect the data, and then when they ask for the conclusion, they give them a lie. Say, yep. Yeah. Humans are causing warming. Sure. What are you going to do? Well, there's, there's another one for, you know, for the racial activists. This one was funny. Again, it wasn't it wasn't worthy enough to put uh, for show prep because it's not something we we typically cover. Uh, but there was another white chick um, outed for being white, even though she was claiming to be like an LGBTQ, uh, you know, racial uh, minority of some kind. Okay. And you know who called her out? Her mom. Oh. <laughs> but I was like, I don't know what she's doing. She was, you know, her, I'm, a, I'm European. Her father's European. I don't know why she's claiming to be all these other things. And, you know, she had, <laughs> yeah, the, but the, the reason why is obvious. It's because you get attention for being, uh, a, a woke, uh, victim. And, right. And so you get, you get points for that and that's why they do it. Well, yeah, but she, again, as you know, as a, as a, as a fake minority, but as a white woman, like, like rose to prominence within whatever organization that she was in. Mm-hmm. Right, pre- pretending to be one of them, and she wasn't even. 
but she had the fake spray tan and you know changed her I, name to something that sounds you know but see i don't even care like go for it you want to you want to be uh you want to be that it doesn't hurt my feelings i just don't think the government should be paying people for it <laughs> right but if if they can do it right then then why not you know syrup like like you were saying surreptitiously enter the field of climatology and climate activism you know oh, yeah get get paid and just be the fraud in that one um mm-hmm. but if you're you know if you're called out for being the fraud in that one you know just wave it like a badge of honor like look how easy it was to infiltrate these morons <laughs> I've, i got in and i did it for 10 years like i lied for 10 years well, and made them feel and, good and, and- in the past, it, the opposite has happened. There's been government people that infiltrated the the leftist, uh, you know, anti oil oil groups uh, to disrupt them. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like, fair play. <laughs> it's like we live in a clown world, so I don't know. It's like, do do you just uh, get everybody to act like a clown and and nobody knows, you know, up from down anymore? And I mean, wouldn't wouldn't that exacerbate the the 1984 problem? Uh, maybe. Yeah, I guess. You might I just, get paid for it for a little while, but eventually it'll eat you. <laughs> yeah. If, if, if you're, you know, if you, if you, if you don't stay true to your own ethics, then it will eat you. But yeah. I have been, you know, my, my morality has been called into question. Um, you know, my flexible ethics have been called into question. Uh, I, you know, I, I shared this recently again, you know, my, my buddy, gave me the title of like the knight of arduous virtue um, because of how much of a stickler I am to principle. Right. But I'm also not willing to like die on principle. Right. Like, you know, if, if, if this were like the inquisition back in the day or whatever, like, yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I, I believe, you know, father, son, <laughs> Holy spirit, like whatever. Like I don't, I don't care enough. Right. To, to martyr myself over that. Um, but I also think that if, you know, that dirty play is fair play when the other team is playing dirty and I, yeah, it well, bothers me when people like high and mighty and like won't fucking get in the dirt and play. Well, it's, it's all dirt though. It's all dirty. So I know that's my point. Uh, <laughs> so get fucking dirty, well, get fucking dirty and win. Instead of standing well, on the sidelines with your clean goddamn uniform on going like, oh, I would have done it totally different. I, if it were I think that's what, what some people think they're doing by entering into politics. Okay. And, and okay. And so, it's not working. <laughs> it's just, well, it's just adding more dirt to the pile. <laughs> so yes and no. And, and, and this is where, this is where moving to New Hampshire is beneficial uh, because it's a lot easier to enter politics here. Not that I ever would. Um, but what pisses me off is the, the principled libertarians, right, who enter politics, you know, on principle. And they're like, I want to change things from within. And you go, why don't you just, like, introduce a bill that fucks them, you know, just fucks them right in the ass, just, you know. And the, <laughs> and the response that you get back is, well, I would lose my political capital. And what, what does that even mean? It means well, <laughs> if I go to the extreme, then it will be harder for me to pass you know, all these not extreme bills that we're trying to increment. I go, we'll leave that to somebody else, you know, yeah. be the, be the guy in there on the extreme. Um, and you know, again, fair play. I don't know their names, but apparently there's a couple in the local legislature now, uh, which is why New Hampshire secession 
made it somewhere in that in that pipeline right it didn't go anywhere but it was at least like introduced in the local legislature uh that new hampshire should you know at least give the citizens the right to vote to secede from the union um and i believe it was subsequently voted down right but there there are those in there you know with there was there was one dude um and i even though he's now a politician i have utmost respect for him um his name is like jason gerhardt I'll, I'll say his name on here. He did like federal prison time for helping Ed and Elaine Brown during their tax protests, you know, years ago, like in the early aughts or whatever. Mm. And then he gets out of prison, you know, rejoins the members of the free state project comes out to the things and actually started going to his town meetings. And he introduced like a bill, he introduced like something in the town meetings where he's like, you know, resolution, um, where he wanted the town to ask the govern ask the IRS certain things like who's required to pay, you know, I don't remember the list of questions. Um, and when the town like shot him down and said like, yeah, we're, you know, I don't, I don't know why you think we have the authority to do this. He's like, cause it's in the charter. It's like right there. Like if I, if I come with this, you're supposed to act on it, you know, and they didn't. So they failed him and then he ran for office and won, you know? <laughs> and so I don't know what he's going to do in office. Um, uh, I, I like to believe that he is one of those principled men, you know, and, and his, his journey, right. Seems to lead me in that direction. Um, but time will tell if he turns out to, you know, if he turns out to be just, uh, just voting along whatever lines, the Liberty vote happens to be, but not introducing anything, uh, wild and crazy that ought to be introduced. You know, like I said, well, the, 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 the point of origin for New Hampshire legislatures, this is what I tell everyone, right? It's like, just get to where everybody else is, right? If it's, if there's something that's more free and allowed in some other state, right? Make that legal here. Let's start there because if Oregon and Mississippi and Montana or whatever can like, can have this level of freedom, I think the people of New Hampshire can handle it because we're better than them, you know? Yeah. And then once we get to that, then we can like, then we can move on, but it shouldn't, it shouldn't be outrageous or loss of political capital to say, look, this state has more freedom. We should have that much freedom, at least that much freedom. Let's just, let's just make New Hampshire the most free by making everything that's legal elsewhere legal here. Mm -hmm. That's a fair start. You should be a politician. No, that's what my boss (laughs) said. No, (laughs) no. Okay, you should tell the politician how to run and what, and what bills to pass. And I did. <laughs> you just did, yeah. I did. I've I've had conversations with him. I said, "Fucking start here, right? Do they? Li- no one listens to me. They, oh, no yeah. one would ever vote for me. Like, and even if they would, I would question why. You know, but start there. If, you, if you're going to enter that, yeah, realm. it's it's really weird that when when you say, "Oh yeah, we should have the same freedoms as other states." have that that's somehow radical or too far or right would, would jeopardize yeah it's, it's it's really weird it's weird but it's there because um, i've had the conversations yeah uh, come on at least that far if you're not going if you're not going to push the extreme the libertarian freedom extreme on anything right let's at least get there right and i think once you get there it'll be easier to move the goalpost you know into more freedom and liberty all right final thoughts any more nope. thoughts? Zero. Zero. 
All right, let's wrap it up there then. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. You guys know where to find us, anarchistexperience.com, on Telegram, t.me slash anarchistexperience, or t.me slash the anarchistexperience. And if you would like to contribute to this show financially, you can do so through Patreon, patreon.com slash the anarchistexperience. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll talk to you all next week. Peace. Amen. Uh-huh.